With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Recorded live. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. We want to thank the Lord. Hallelujah. We want to thank God and bless God. And I want to welcome everyone once again to End of Vine Ministries Prophet. Paul, hallelujah, prophet class. Come on now, in the name of Jesus. Um, I wanted y'all to pull out, if you still had this, this was the uh, church prophet important. I think that's where I started it at, yes. And it's what is a prophet and how do we want to become a prophet. We want to go to that page. Amen. Glory be to God. I'm a little bit more organized tonight. <laughs> Y'all don't get me. Amen. <laughs> glory be to God. Do anybody have any questions? Nope. Everything was, I made it clear, crystal clear. All right. I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear that. Praise be to God. Do you have a proper Martin, or do we have to? I need to give you a little copy. So go in here. Mhm. I like how y'all turned it into a little book. That's so cute. <laughs> Amen. Glory be to God. So um, we're gonna start with on page 51, where it says, what is a prophet? Can somebody uh, briefly tell me what you know what a prophet is? What do a prophet do? A prophet is a messenger of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are anointed by God to speak on his behalf. Um, right. Either individual or the nation. Do you have anything to add to that, Ms. Gale? Oh, there's this thing in the season says, both persons of God, who, um, again, is anointed and appointed All right. Come on now. That's it. That's right. You're called out one. As the, as the word says, you were called out one. Why? Why he chose you? Because he knew that you would be faithful to the task. There are many people that are called, but a lot of people can't be faithful and dedicated the work that God has to do. Despite trials and tribulations, a true prophet will still press on, even through turmoil. If you remember, Prophet Elijah came on the scene, and he gave a word to the king, and he disappeared. But yet, what happened was when that year of drought came, he didn't have nothing. He had to slay by the brook. With no money, no food, no nothing, and the ravens had to feed him. Amen. And despite all that, the brook where he was laying by that was giving him water 
nourishment to drink dried up. So can you imagine you going through this life of prosperity and then all of a sudden everything you had dried up and yet you're still the prophet and you still got to believe God is going to carry you. Amen. Just like Moses tried to explain to the people of Israel, okay, we're out here in the wilderness, but you got to believe if God is sending you manna, he's sending you good meat. Why would he let you die in the wilderness? But yet, it's our mindset has to be changed in order for us to truly receive who we are as being the vessels of God to produce what God wants us to produce with his uh, words, whether it's verbal, written, or whether it's um, through poetry or dance or music or plays or TV shows. Uh, Some people are just anointed to do certain things through prophetically to bring his message, to bring his word. Amen. Um, Who wants to begin with uh, first, uh, what is a prophet? Oh, Oh, God. What is a prophet? A prophet is a divine messenger of God for any God. He or she is an official spokesperson for the deity served on earth. A prophet invokes the will, destiny, plans, and powers of God to manifest the spiritual and the supernatural in our world. Although prophets do this mainly by speaking, sometimes they resort to drama, theatrics, or other demonstrative modes to depict and otherwise manifest the words of the Lord, their sole revelatory objective. Amen. So I'm going to stick a pen in it right there. So here we are. We're exposing that there are other levels. And for, for all we knew for, for many, many years, there was only two types of prophets, whether they were oral or they were written. But there was nothing else. They didn't define who these prophets were and how they did what they did. Because when you see them in the Bible, that's the only thing that they're doing, even though David was a psalmist. David was a true psalmist of God. He, he always written those beautiful words that turn into poetry and music. But nobody identified that as him being in the prophetic as he's done. Amen. Uh, Lisa, can I get you to do the next one? According to Strong's Concordance, mm-hmm. the Greek word for prophet is prophetess. No, prophetic. Prophetic. Mm-hmm. The word most accepted by the New Testament church. However, in concept, it falls short of the ancient origins of the prophetic and its usage and application because the Greek, Greek, saw the prophetic predominantly in oracular Mm -hmm. context. By the time they controlled the world, religious and therefore spiritual extremes were being pushed to the background. Therefore, they stressed mostly the prophesying rather than the performance and provocative work of the ministry. Most of the definitions we use today to explain the prophetic come from their limitation of the office and its officers to this narrow field of revelatory activity. Amen. So we're going to stop it there. 
So here we are. We're talking about that. Here's the whole nation of people that just relied on the word, the prophetic word, but they eliminated everything else. So when you get like that, you, you're in this one way. You can't you can't experience all of the other outlets that God has for the prophetic to flow through. You're actually shut down and locked down. That's like you being in a church with your full of gifts, but you can only operate in one area, but you can't operate in the other areas of your gift because you're only being told, just do that. Just do that. That's all I want you to do. But I can sing. I can dance. I can do this. No, I just want you to speak the word. And sometimes the word don't always come to the prophet. Amen? Sometimes you listen and listen and listen, and God may shut it down for a few years just so somebody else can hear. Amen? How does one become a prophet? Strictly speaking, one cannot, in the classic sense, become a prophet. According to the scriptures, primarily Jeremiah 1, people are born prophets from their mother's womb. Do anybody remember the way that is? Um, that's Jeremiah, Jeremiah 1. Yes. Yeah. Can, can somebody read that, please? Amen. Glory be to God. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nation. That's Jeremiah 1 and 5. Amen. And what did he say? He said he ordained you to be prophet to who? Yourself? To the nation. Just your neighborhood. Mm. No, just the people in your church? Mm. Oh, okay. At the doctor's office only. Okay. You got selective prophets who don't understand that when he says prophet to the nation, you should be able to speak to someone. And I'm telling you, there was a lady that came to me, and I went to one of our revivals for the entire handmaidens. And the young lady came over to me, and she began to sing to me. And I didn't understand it at first, and then all of a sudden God brought the translation. She was singing a blessing unto me because she said, someday I shall go to Israel. And I didn't even know it. And then she, she spoke. She, she, was speaking, she was speaking Israeli. And then she turned around and she started speaking English, and she said, woman of God, God's going to, she said, God's going to do something with me. I can't even remember what it was. But my spiritual daughter was sitting there, and she was like, oh, she was like, ah, you know? But you don't know. But when you're a prophet, no matter what language you speak, you shouldn't be hindered because somebody else has another language. God and the Holy Spirit will bring the interpretation. You can still speak a word over somebody that don't speak your same language. I do it all the time. I speak to people in Spanish. I pray over them. And even though I don't know Spanish, they understand. They understand. Many of them will tell me, thank you, thank you. I just know that there's an urgency that God will say pray. And they understand. They feel the spirit. All they have to do is feel that connection to the spirit of God. And if you prayed up and stayed up and you fasted up, you can break through somebody's spoken spirit. Amen. 
All right. God merely wakens the prophet, wakens the prophet's spirit, and everyone called to ministry. He does this by summoning them through visions and dreams. That's the first place you find out that you're a prophet because God comes to you in your dream and he tells you. You either got to find out about being a prophet or you got to find out what prophecy is, but he drops that word prophet right in your dream. And when you see that, you're kind of confused at first because if you don't know anything about prophecy, something's wrong. And it was so weird because I knew I was supposed to go ask my pastor, but at the time, I was so young in the faith when I got the dream, I didn't understand. And I did as Sister Gail did. She had the research. I had the research. But everything I researched didn't match up to what I found. So, I, yeah, I'm telling you, everything, when you're out there on your own and your leader doesn't know what the prophetic is and how to really get you into it, you're a lost soul until you run into somebody who has the information. Amen. And it's the truth. <laughs> well, it's the truth. And, I mean, I don't, I'm not trying to knock some of the leaders. Not every leader operates in every gift. So there's some apostles out there that really need to drop themselves back down the pastor because if you're not operating in the prophetic and you don't teach and you don't write books and you don't do all this other stuff, you don't do the five minutes, the fivefold ministry work, you should not be calling yourself an apostle. So amen, glory be to God. And, and, and I'll tell you, people, they get at me because they said, well, you're an apostle. I said, go in the Bible and tell me which one of the disciples had their own church. And they'll look at me and they'll go, no, I'm serious. Go look and see. Tell me which one of them had their own church. They were, they were sent. They were sent out to, there you go, to go to churches to either restore, rebuild. They went over to these churches to bring back order into churches for people that have fallen away from God. There is a distinct order for an apostle. They really, really had their own church. They had a home base, but guess what? If they came back to it. <laughs> They're on assignment. That's right. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, they, yeah, you're right. The crusades was most important because they brought the masses from all over. You didn't mind being in the field with 50,000 people because guess what? God had ordained you to do that work because you knew you was going to do deliverance. You knew you was going to do healing. Amen, glory be to God. And a lot of apostles don't even have a strong deliverance ministry. And you need this for this time in age because the demonic spirits are strong. So you got to be stronger. Well, question, since you just mentioned that, you said um, a lot of apostles don't have a strong deliverance spirit. But I believe that they should, though. They should. They don't. They don't. It's it's the truth. I mean, if you got people in your church that's not delivered, there's a problem. There's a true problem. Keep coming up for prayer every right. Time. I would look at it and say, what's going on? Is there something going on in that person's life? Why are they, you know, is there some type of struggle or whatever? And then I would look at myself as a pastor and be like, wait a minute, is there something that I'm not doing? 
You know, why can't they come to me? Well, I need to pull them to the side and give them counseling. Some people need that. Some people need that. I'm talking from experience because even though a majority of my ministry was online, it was the worst thing I could have ever did because online ministry is real tough. Because, first of all, you're dealing with people who don't use their real name. You. Come on now. They don't use their real name. They, they're using all these different names. So you don't know what they're coming at until God begins to reveal. Being on Paltalk, um, it sharpened my tools because I was meeting 13th generation satanic worshipers, witches, warlocks, atheists, um, gangbangers. I was meeting all kinds of people online. And I had to, they were coming to the room because somebody, there was an evangelist and she was being part of the ministry, but she would go all over Pale Talk and bring them to my room. Oh, okay. Wasn't part of the ministry. I would oh, look wow. up. She she brought me a stripper. Wow. She brought me a stripper and the stripper was very upset because she said, um, God is calling me while I'm on the stripper pole stripping. But he, he's, he, he's calling her to salvation. To salvation. Mm-hmm. And she has work to do because she was a prophet. But she loved the stripper pole. And she was honest with me. She said, I did that. Yeah, that was it. She did not want to give up the money. She loved the attention from the men. And, and I tell you, I was not the one to reap that harvest, but I had to plant the seed. And I talked to her because evidently, she must have been running to God somewhere. Somebody else was planted, and I was just yeah. adding in. And as I was talking to her, she was she was so angry. She said, why is he calling me? Why is he telling me to stop? And, I mean, I was like, why is this evangelist keep bringing me these crazy people? <laughs> but she knew. She knew I had a deliverance ministry. She knew a lot of people got delivered in my room. And when it came open, it just filled right up because people were like, she's here. And I didn't know. I didn't know. I was young. I was immature. And I just thought I was just doing the work of the Lord. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't know half of Cal Talk was, I thought everybody was like me. You know, we are religious, love God, wanted to do the work. But then you got some people that were imposters, and I, I found that out real quick. Yeah, found that out real quick. So when it comes down to getting this anointing and being born and shaped as the uh, prophet, amen, glory be to God, right before he even said to your mother and father, okay, you're going to come together and bring forth my prophet because she or he got work to do. Amen. Glory be to God. You got to be in preparation for everything you ever run into after your birth. Amen. A lot of people, after they're born, run into trials and tribulations, even during their birth. Me, I was born with a twin connected to my head, and my and they had to disconnect the twin, and she died. I lived. Amen. Glory be to God. But I, I tell you, it was touch and go because they didn't know if I was going to live disconnecting her from me. Amen. Some people, um, they come in so many forms. Some come with the fear veil across their eyes, and they have to lift that flap up, but they're the ones that they call fear prophets. 
They see deep into the future. They see deep into your spirit. They see deep into what's going on in your mind. And they can call out things because God already showed it to them even before they met you. They see your faith. They see where you live. Amen. Glory be to God. It's so strange because um, a lot of prophets do um, something called out-of-body transference, and I'll talk about that later too. You may go to towns and villages and minister. Yes. Yes. And they, and they, they go and they work, and you wake up exhausted, but you think you just didn't get a night's sleep. That's not true. You went somewhere and did some work. Um, had somebody on, um, they came to me on Facebook. They saw my picture. And the lady said, didn't you just leave here? And I said, what are you talking about? She said, you were just in our village. And she described me to the T. I'm talking about every cut, every scar in my face, wow. my mold, the shape of my body, my legs, yeah, the size of my feet. And she said, you just left our village. She said, she was telling me about all these people I healed and ministered to wow. and laid hands on. And I'm thinking that was a dream. But she's telling me it was reality. I'm talking too much. Wow. Let me get back to the reading. Okay. I thank you for, for, um, for sharing that because a lot of people are taught that astral projection is not a God and that Christians don't do it, but people of satanic, you know, that are satanic, right. people do bad things when they, when they actually project themselves somewhere, you know, that it's not a God. So I've never heard it's, of it. It's, it's how they protect themselves. When they use evil or, or good. good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just like prophets who are reading tea leaves, they're now using they're it for divination. They're okay. using it for divination reasons. Okay. Instead of them doing it for God, Lydia, the one, the woman of purple, the one that Paul and Silas delivered, she had a prophetic ministry because she was able to tell them, these are the men that's going to get you salvation. And yet and still, when they delivered that spirit up out of her, she could no longer prophesy, read, or anything else because they pulled the divination spirit out of her. Amen. Because they called it out. So, yeah. So, so you, you know, now you know that there's a flip side to everything. If there's a bad, there's a good. Yeah. So, I mean, this fight with good and evil has been since before time. I mean, glory be to God when Satan himself thought he should be God and tried to overthrow him, and God ended up throwing him out the kingdom with him and one-third of the angels. Glory be to God. That battle's been on since that day. Amen. So, and, and hence the prophets. The prophets have their battle because Satan wants you to work on his side. He's trying to strengthen his people. If he can get you on his side, especially knowing that you are a prophet, he knows that he is going to win the war. But it's up to us to fight that battle and say, no, oh, no, Mm-mm. nothing shall come between me and the love of God. Amen. He shall always be first. Amen. Okay, I'm talking too much again. <laughs> okay. Um the idea that a person can just step into and occupy the office of a prophet, no matter how much the ministry is desired, 
is non-biblical. No matter how much the ministry is desired, it's non-biblical. While it is popular to lead Christians to believe that if they want to prophesy or serve as prophets, all they need to do is want it badly enough. Scripture says this cannot happen. Prophets are not made. They are born. Amen. They must be able to receive and interpret divine communication, convey them to those of their era, and fortify their gifts with the license to enforce their words on the stubborn forces that would obstruct their manifestation. You always got demonic forces that come through the spirit of distraction. That's one of them. They love to interrupt. Whether whether it's while you're speaking, somebody walking up to you, and instead of them saying, excuse me, they're trying to hold a conversation with you while you're trying to give this person a word. That is the number one spirit. Um, whether the phone call coming through, it's important, but you know this word is important that you got to give to this person. Amen. Glory to God. If you're praying for somebody, spirit of distraction, once again, interruption of that prayer because the enemy don't want to see the person get delivered, don't want to see them get breakthrough. So because they, he don't want that to happen and he wants them to stay, amen, oppressed, amen, he will do anything he can do to stop you, to close up your mouth so that you don't give that word. Amen. Okay. Is it? Go ahead. No, I'm getting hot. drugs. 
Pastor B said, God woke him up out of his sleep. Did he go over to church? No. And he went to the church to give this pastor a, um, a sum amount of money that God told him to take to this pastor. Because the members of the church would not give the pastor the money he needed to go on a trip he had to go on. So, mind you, he was a drug dealer, and here he was. He said he went to church trimming. No, he, he, wasn't, he wasn't even in church. God called him. This is why you just, because, wow. come on, this is word. So he said he gave the money to the pastor. He came down the aisle, he gave the money, he got trembling. He said, and the pastor said, brother, he said, I want you to look around. He said, I told the church I need to go whatever the place was. I don't even know where it was. He said, but they would not give me the money to go. But he woke up a sinner to bring me the money I need. Come on. So money, listen, you got to have true faith in God. And that's what I believe that that man had. He had faith. He said, God, they don't want to do it. I know you got the money. Because you said in your word, wow. that if I give, it should be given back to you. Yes. Pressed down, shaken together, and running over, shall men give unto my book. Come on. Come on. It is too, it is too, too much that too many times that the church fail our men and women of God. Amen. And even though they, not all of them know everything, I don't know everything. But, it, but we're supposed to carry each other. Amen. We are supposed to carry each other. So, unfortunately, your pastor probably just wasn't in a place to do deliverance. Amen. I, I think that, you know, if, if that was me, I mean, I, I've blown the living, but if that was me, I would, you know, first of all, you have to embrace it. You know, just like there's some people that shun the prophetic and they shun the gifts of the spirit, and for various reasons, some people because they're afraid. And others, there they are told that that's not for today. That was in the Bible days. And then there's others they're afraid of being exposed themselves because they're, 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 and if your hands are not clean, you're weak. You'll 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 be more of a hindrance. And for that to take an hour with there was four of you, then somebody in your midst was shouldn't have been in there either. Because it shouldn't have took that long. And they, and they still not the way to this day. Right. It shouldn't have took all that. Because if you had four strong prophets, four strong evangelists, four, four, there you go. And you shouldn't have been able to break through. Just like that. Because there's levels of deliverance. That person should have gained some level of deliverance in, in you know, the time you follow. But you all are worried for herself. Yes. And but you know, and I like I said, I if that was me, and if I was a pastor, and if I was embracing deliverance, I would get in touch with others that I know mm. that flow in deliverance to come and help. Yes. I was just admit it. I don't do deliverance. You know, I pray, and I'm I, I'm called of God, but this is not an area that I work in, and but I want this person to be delivered. But I see that I can't help them. Right. I would be willing to.
you know, and you know, it's so sad. They don't teach on that. They don't yeah. teach on. They don't do a focus on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I need to train up, even if it's just a deliverance group. Yeah. This is what your job is going to be in the church. Yeah. You're going to seek out and just yeah, just seek and destroy. You're going to be my missile. Amen. I would love to see that. I would love to see an evangelist team. I used to love Bethel Baptist because they had five of them, and I loved them. They had a they had a lady that went out at night. What? Yeah, I went. I was on her team too. Oh. I was on the team team. I was on the day oh, team. Oh, I love. I still an evangelist. I don't like that name. And 
but engender a deeper confusion. If one defines the prophetic exclusively by giving the word of Lord, then anyone says, thus saith the Lord. And you know a lot of people do say that when they're prophesying. Yeah. Thus saith the Lord. He says, blah, 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 blah. Okay. <laughs> For the Lord told me, maybe a prophet, but when one takes into account the prophetess, Nabi definition, other important factors must be taken into account, such as does the prophet invoke the gods? Is it necessary to covenant that God ordinarily binds himself to a work? Does the prophet exhibit the sign in his execution of an official? These questions help you as you see that much is needed by one who will declare himself, him, himself or herself to be a prophet. Um, there was this quick study chart. We, we already looked at that already last week. We were already looking at the, uh, the study chart of some of the words that was in here. Amen. Yeah. What makes us? What makes prophets? What makes prophets to be prophets? So we was going over these last week. So the office, the prophet as an officer, in contrast to the vessel of prophecy, is one who actually exercises all the functions and activities of the office with minimal divine restraint. He employs broad discretionary latitude. Point one, the immediate factor that sets one apart from the other is the presence of the prophet spirit discussed elsewhere. Amen. So automatically, when you encounter a prophet, there's a spirit that you will encounter as well, too. You will know him either by the glow on their face or something is arising from them, or you get this feeling something is different about this person, whether they're good or bad, but you would know it because you would say, okay, like even right now, I'm so super sensitive to two of your spirits, I can feel it on me right now. It, 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 I felt it the last time too, but I was wondering if God had a word for one of you. It just felt so deep. But you will feel that in the spirit or God will invoke a dream or a vision. You'll see something. You'll say, I see you doing such and such. I, I hear the Lord telling me da 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 So you would feel that. And it's an invoking spirit. And you would, uh, you would meet that when you meet a prophet, especially if you're one too. Because it seems like prophets help elevate prophets. If you're in a room with another prophet, if you're already prophesying, that secondary prophet, if they're stronger than you or even if they're weaker than you, it's like when you two join together, you can excel. Amen. I have a sister, uh, a sister in Christ. I love her. I love her to life. But when I'm with her, I soar. I see things I've never seen before when I'm with her. Even though I, I I question if she's saved, <laughs> wow. she's a, a bright woman of God. I love her, and people just like the lady that you said. People love her. She's attracted to people. She likes to minister to them. She, I've watched her deliver people myself. Um, but then there's the other side of her that just 
why am I hanging with this person? <laughs> but but whenever we're together, I soar. I, I I find myself taking another level with her. And I keep asking God, are we supposed to do ministry together? But then I say, I can't do ministry with her because I fight with her all the time. I don't want to be fighting with somebody in the spirit all the time because there's just some things that she don't agree with with me. And, you know, he, the Bible teaches us how can two walk together and stuff. They agree. Amen. So, yeah, so the prophet's spirit empowers and enables the prophet as an officer to move in and out of God's supernatural realms. And we were just talking about this, about us getting transformed, going to other countries and stuff. And we're not maybe not even aware that we've been going there. Maybe he showed us a dream or a vision, and you saw it, but you just thought it was just a vision or a dream. He sent, he's sending you out to do ministry without you having to buy a plane ticket. Amen. Come on. Come on. That is deep. And territories almost at will upon his release. Amen. So it is not our will. Amen. So when the people of divination do it, it's their will because they're trying to enslave people. But when it's God's will, he's doing it so he can free people. There's a difference here. Amen. The power and authority of a prophet walks in and exercises are akin to those to that employed by the Lord's angels. Amen. So you exude power and authority. Why? Because when you walk in this authority of God, it's you being his vessel, his mouthpiece. Amen. You have to walk in this sureness that you know that what you're speaking is from him. You heard it from him. You didn't hear it from, from John Bobo and his girlfriend, Rebe. You heard it from God. Amen. Prophets have, based on above invocations, actuative and demonstrative authority and power. Another major difference between the two is the prophet also has enforcement power with the authority to provoke the performance of his performance of his other words in the earth. This is due to the part of the supernatural contingents of angels assigned to the ministry. So you do have angels that are assigned to you that to help to assist you, especially if you're a prophet that is in the deliverance ministry. You're there to, to not only just give a word, but you're there to help the person. You're, help the, there, you're acting as a midwife. You're going to help bring that person what they need, meet their needs, meet their requirements. Amen. Glory be to God. This is you and your four sisters went to go try to deliver the other sister, amen, glory be to God, and you said you got wiped out, but there was somebody should have gotten some strength somewhere to really bring us through, or even to tarry. Sometimes people don't even understand you have to tarry all night long. You have to do a shut-in, lock everybody in so they can get clear deliverance. All you have to do is just, they have to just call one name, just make them Jesus, 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 Jesus. Keep calling Jesus, Jesus. The more you call, the higher you go. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Some people, they, they do other things. They listen to music and, and they just moan. Mm-hmm. There's something. 
that God will allow you to know to do to help bring breakthrough. Amen. And I know that it's possible because the young lady that I met, she, when I met her, I didn't understand her life. Um, she finally came to me one day, and I was sitting in the doorway, and I was, had my head in the book like I always do, and I happened to turn around, and she was standing in the doorway. So I said, hey, what's going on? She turned around, and she said, oh, she said, I, I know you've been ministering to the people here in the house. And I turned around, and I said to her, I don't know why I did, but I looked at her, and I said, when? When, when are you going to listen to God and take him seriously? She, she was shocked. She was like, what? I said, you heard me. I said, you're in a bad relationship and you shouldn't be in it. I said, and God never called you to that relationship. You need to put that man out once and for all, or if you can't put him out, move. Do something, but get rid of that man. And I said, I'm telling you, and I don't never prophesy husbands over people, but I said, you know what? God has a man of God for you who's not going to just treat you good, but he's going to treat you your kids good too. And I said, but you got to get back to God. And she began to say, well, I used to be part of um, Herb Jackson. I know you know him too. I used to be part of his ministry when he used to have his church over there on, um, by, on Bowden Street. Uh, and she said, I used to be a part of his church. And, and you know, me and, her, me, and, me and her were talking. And as I was prophesying to her, she started vomiting up this black stuff just started coming out of her, and it just kept coming out, it just kept coming out, just kept coming out, and I was just, and I couldn't stop prophesying to her, I wanted to stop so I could start cleaning this stuff up, but I couldn't stop, God had that word for me, cleaning her out, and as I was telling her exactly what God wanted her to hear, she just, after a while, that black stuff that came out of her became pure, like, foamy white. The demons started coming out of her. So it started becoming foamy white, and that came out of her. Now, I'm going to tell you something. That evening, we went to um, the Salvation Army when they used to have um, yabs, and and when Ronnie used to have everybody outside, and she showed up with her kids. The evangelist, all of us got around her and her children and began to pray for her. Her and her kids started showing up again. Our kids, too. They all got delivered. The young lady is married now to a man of God. When I've seen her, I've seen her like two or three years later. I went to a church because somebody invited me to a church to come preach. And when I got to the church, she was doing praise and worship. And I kept saying, that girl looks familiar. I wonder who that is. (laughs) I I, I was like, I was different. She looked so different. I didn't even recognize her. And she was singing, and I was like, praise the Lord. But in the back of my head, I'm going, I know this child. Who is this girl? You know? So then all of a sudden, after the service was over, she walked over to me, and she said, you don't remember me, do you? And I said, no, who are you? <laughs> and she goes, she goes, remember, I was the young lady at May House that you delivered. And I said, I delivered you. Are you sure? She had lost weight. She looked a lot cleaner. Her skin was healthier. You could see the glow of God in her. And then she turned around and she said, meet my husband. 
He was a deacon in the church, and he loved on her, and she put those boys of hers into check because they were real out of control. And he assisted her in raising those boys. And I was saying, Lord, okay. You know, like I said, I'm not knocking what you and the sisters did, but somebody in that mess wasn't ready. Amen. They just wanted to join in and help. But sometimes I now understand when the pastors and preachers used to say, look, we're getting ready to do a delivery service. If you're not strong, get out. Because we need the warriors here so this person can get delivered. Amen. Yes. 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 And like I said, it it was just, and we we all were just evangelists. I wasn't an apostle at the time. I wasn't pastor. I was just an evangelist. And it was just us evangelists around her and her family. And we had got our hands together, and we began to pray. And as we prayed, she she was just she was just filling the whoopings of God, cleaning her and her kids out. The kids didn't understand. They just started crying and just letting go. And we were just like, come on. And we just kept praying. We just kept praying. And when they were done, we all looked like we had been through. But it was it was worth it. It was worth it. Thank God you have so strong, you know, you all surrounded and you have several people. Yes. And you all combined together. Yes. Where it says one can put a thousand to flight. Two. Ten thousand. So, Amen. Praise the Lord. Prophetess Jones, you here? I'm here. Amen. Glory be to God. This is this is Apostle Susan. How you doing, Hi. Susan? Blessed. How are you? I am blessed. Did you get the nice reading of from your email? No, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, I send I send it to your email. It says um um I send it to Outlook. It's uh, for some reason okay. when you registered, you registered under the Outlook one. Okay. Amen. Amen. Yeah. I didn't know if you had the book, but I put the nice reading in it. Thank you. I don't think I have the book anymore since I moved. <laughs> oh, you you lost your book? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Well. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. Come on, Susan. What's your what's your experience? In what? what In what deliverance, because you do a lot of deliverance, too. A lot of what? Deliverance. Oh, it gets strange. That gets, that, that, that gets strange. What kind of deliverance? I've worked with witches, <laughs> with homosexuals, um, but mostly with... Uh, a lot of homes, even the Lord's had us going as a team, and there's been deliverances in, in, the, in, in the actual building, the home. Oh, you know what? I didn't even talk about that yet because home deliverances are, yeah, that, that's, yeah. So we're, yeah. we're talking about deliverance on all sorts of levels, and that's good. I like that Well, because... I, I have gone into people's homes and done deliverances in their home as well, too. So, yeah. Yeah. Amen. 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 Is there anybody else that's online with us tonight? I think it's just Susan. Well, praise God. Praise God. 
So mimicking the prophet. Unfortunately, many people want to be prophets so badly that they intrude into the office's spheres with no capacity, aptitude, or resource for it. Like I said, I told you about the woman that was prophesying at the church, and she didn't know what she was saying. Amen. I don't know what happened. Maybe at one time she could have been a good prophet, uh, prophetess, but that night she was totally off mark, and she should have had closed her mouth and just sat down. But some people don't know when to quit. What happens in these cases is that they operate on the gifts rather than new creation spirit. So if you don't have this new spirit of God, if you're not speaking in tongues and you're not, amen, praying, I mean, praying to fight in a battle, when you're just operating out of a gift, just because you got a word that was correct one or two times don't make you a prophet. Amen. Uh Am I telling the truth, Susan? You're telling the truth. (laughs) All right. So, yes, so... You, that don't make you a prophet. What makes you a prophet is you're born one. Amen, glory be to God. I have not met a prophet yet that has went through some kind of turmoil. No attraction. Oh, boy. <laughs> Amen. A lot oh, of the prophets, unfortunately, a lot of the prophets also have illnesses. Um, it's, 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 a, it's a shame that we get sick as well, but because we are vulnerable in so many areas. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, so just because, um, glory be to God, where our spirits are open, amen, we become vulnerable to what's around us. And it's, it's nothing we can do to stop it. I mean, glory be to God, I must have had so many surgeries, I can't, you know, can't, I haven't lost count. And, and I've been hospitalized so many times. They, I got a permanent bed at Boston Medical in Beth Israel. They, oh, you're back here again, Mr. Queen. Now here's your bed right here. <laughs> we knew you was going to be here. We was just timing the day. <laughs> you know, now tell the chef I want my regular order. <laughs> you know, it's just that bad, but this is what prophets go through. Are always under a great attack because of the threat mm-hmm. to the kingdom of darkness. He has to shut us down. It's, it's, that's his whole, it's his yeah. whole agenda is to yeah. shut yeah. us down. Yeah. Because what? Yeah. Because, yes, because we are the ones who's going to bring forth that word of that second coming of Christ. It's going to be us to lead the way. It was the prophets that led the way of the first coming of Christ. Now we got to bring the way for the second coming of Christ. That's right. Amen. 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 This makes them susceptible to divining devils looking to give voice to their wills and options on earth through the power of born again souls. Unintentionally and often unknowingly, these people become the vessels of divination. Amen. Because they're not truly operating out of the spirit of the Lord. And we really got to be mindful of that, especially since we're, we, we want to make sure that everything we do is out of the will of God and not of the will of our flesh. That's how come you run into a lot of these prophets that they won't give you a word unless you pay them. You know? 
Right, right. There you go. There you go. Don't work like that. It it doesn't, and but yet you get a lot of them that that that's how they turn over into this divination decision because now it's all about the money. You know, right. pay pay me, pay and I'll give you a I'll give you a three hundred and sixty five. I'll never be a day. Right. Copy your prophet. Prophet Jordan. I never forget. I used to get up every morning and watch him. I was so fascinated with him. And one morning, I decided to buy that anointing oil that he got. And I really never wanted his prophecies. I just wanted the oil. And I don't know. I wanted that oil. I said, oh, I need some oil. Listen, I told you. You were young at the time. I was young. I was very, very young. Now you got it. I was in my 20s. I just loved it. I said, oh. I said, I wish I could be like him, you know. And it was so funny because he um, sent me my prophecy. And I didn't, he sent the prophecy with the oils, and I didn't know he was going to do that. So I listened to the first prophecy. It was so vague. There was nothing on it. And I'm like, where is the word at? And then it was like because I paid for the other two oils, the next one said, oh, now I can give you a word. I was like, what? Are you serious? <laughs> I said, are you serious? I couldn't believe it. So the next CD, it had a little bit more word, but it wasn't until the third one he really gave the word. But none of it was accurate. None of it. None of it. I still have the CD to laugh over right now. I pull them out when I need a joke. <laughs> oh my goodness. You're too much. <laughs> right, here you go. Well, the fortune cookie was more accurate than him. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Lisa, Lisa, I open my fortune cookie and they tell me, today you're going to meet a stranger, I do. <laughs> I just couldn't believe it. So I, I said, no, no. I said, Lord, I, that is not the type of prophet I want to be. Amen. Glory be to God. What's your prophet? I always loved him up until I got those CDs and the oil. And after that, I stopped watching him. I couldn't watch him no more after that. Because I was like, are you for real? <laughs> and oh, I never forget one time I was on the TV with him, and he was like calling, having people call in to give prophecies to them. So I threw my name in, and he did mention my name on TV. But in the middle of him getting ready to give me my prophecy, he got cut off because somebody with money money came to them, and he he dropped me to the prophesy to them. <laughs> He was like, oh, I have to call you back because I'm waiting for this person to call me. And I was like, are you serious? He never finished giving me my prophecy. And I said, oh. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah. Prophet Run. He called himself Prophet Run. Oh, I didn't know he called the Prophet, but I knew he called. I thought he called himself the Reverend Run. So that was Prophet Run? Prophet Run. 
He gives a prophetic word every morning. If you get, oh, if you what? sign up for his Twitter, and you, oh, you sign, yeah, he gives you a pre give you a he gives you a prophetic word every morning. He leaks sends out a word every morning, and then I guess he wrote a book. So it, in order for you to really get into his little club, you have to read the book and he'd ask you what was the word on what page at this corner, and when you identify it, he'll put you in his click. But you have to buy his book first. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I, I, glory be to God, I, I learned a lot from that. <laughs> well, that's why they don't have no validity now, but everybody fights because they go, I, you're not a prophet, you're not a prophet. And I think that's why I used to love Talk because nobody knew me. And I could prophesy to them, and they would say, but you don't know me. You don't live in my state. You don't live in a, a, Okay. And, you know, It, it was amazing. He did corporate prayer, and they said that the people in Palpatine 
wouldn't come into that, all the room owners. The room owners did come into that. And it didn't matter what you believed. It was about prayer and worship. It was amazing. Holy Spirit was so. I got to I got to I wanted to join, and I I totally forgot about it because I got it involved in doing something else. But I want to join the next time you guys come on because okay. I really believe that we should really come together and pray for Pal Talk because it really does mean so much. Oh, it does. <laughs> Amen. Since Amen. the deity performing their words is not the Lord of Most High, such prophets become adept to a divining from the devils and thus operating more as psychics than prophets. As I said earlier, Amen. Um, recall Balaam's words when they finally met the Almighty. He recognized a definite difference in his prophetic ability. Um, somebody, please pull up Numbers twenty-four, the fifteenth and the sixteenth verse, please. And if I can get someone else to do 1 Corinthians 14 and 29. So if one got numbers, you got Corinthians. 1 Corinthians 14, 29th verse. And Susan, can you get Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 11? Uh-huh. Thank you. Okay, go ahead. Okay, I'm ready for the new King James, uh, numbers 
another prophet is the one that holds in judgment. What word is going to be accurate to the word? Or even so, say if you uh, gave a word and she did an addition, they're weighing out if, if that's the proper time for the place or what needs to be said in the prophetic. Amen. And if they feel that maybe you stepped out of line because you just want to add on because she said something, oh, let me add this on, they may pull you to the side and say, look, you're not ready. You're not ready. Amen. Or they can say, your gift is enhancing. Or they can, they'll lay back to be judged. Like, I'm a judging prophet. I can I can judge somebody when they're prophesying. Um, I was taken into many rooms on Pell Talk. I have no idea why those two girls used to do it to me, but they did. My my two spiritual daughters, uh, Debbie and uh, Nilda, they would be like, oh, a new prophetic room opened up. Come on, you need to come. And I'll be like, oh, God. So they took me into one room, and i never forget I was sitting in the room, and I said, I said, um, I said to Nilda, I said, Nilda, why'd you bring me in this room? She said, why? I said, because this one here is really strong. This one here isn't. They're going to break up because it was a team of two. And I said, they're going to break up, but she's going to survive and the other one's going to drop off. <laughs> okay. A week later, <laughs> you won't believe what happened. <laughs> And Susan, you know her. Um, yeah. Oh, my God. What is her name? Or Palta. I forgot. Oh, Heart, Heart of the Prophetic? The what? Heart of the Prophetic. Oh, I remember. Yeah. I think it's Heart of the Prophetic. Is that her name? I, I think, I, yeah, I think so. That's someone I haven't seen for a long time. Yeah, 
So oh, I yeah. was her, and she said, she said, I don't go to this room no more. I said, I told you about running to all these people's rooms just because they got profit or prophetic in it. Not everybody who that. That's his son, Manasa. Oh, and that's a normal call? And if you pick up, then they'll pass it through? No. They'll charge you if you open it. Oh, you need to delete that. I did. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, her and I went through this, too. You went through him, too? At the radio station. She would get somebody on their own. They're just fantastic. Okay. I made him and that one mark, I said, this isn't going to work. He's after right. your money. And she he was after her money. <laughs> and I thought what spirit was behind him also, that there was a Jezebel spirit. Well, you know, I go, yeah, because God already told you. You're not listening. Hello. <laughs> and, and, and you know what? That's so true. You get a lot of the, the ones who's after money is the Jezebel spirit. Yeah. Oh. Oh my God! <laughs> what time is it? <laughs> I know we just be having a good time. <laughs> you you never thought you'd learn this. <laughs> Susan has attended so many of the stuff that I've taught. She's been a part of my evangelism class. Uh-huh. Um, we just. We did Teshuva together. Um, she used yep. to be in the ministry when I used to preach and teach. Yep. Susan's been on a lot of stuff. Susan, I, I, got, I got all of my uh, equipment back so I can give you guys licenses. But I awesome. see you got you got me licensed already? Um, sort of. <laughs> but not really. I want to be licensed under you. Okay. <laughs> Amen. We both grew. All right. We'll talk about that later. Amen. <laughs> All right. Uh, others may sense that something is wrong, but they are often unable to detect or express where the problem lies. Sometimes you can feel, okay, something is not right. I, I just, I don't understand it. I'm looking at you, but I don't, it's like, it's like your face is crooked, you know, and I've seen that on people. You look at their face and their face is not straight. It's like something is, is God is showing you yeah, yeah, yeah. I looked at a person one time and I saw the colors surrounding them was um, blue with little red balls running around them. But it was a sign of danger. And I told the person that. Actually, my first prophecy, I was a teenager, I was, 13 or 14 years old, and the young man came up, and I, like I told you, I saw the rings around him, and I saw the colored balls, and I, I, I said to him, I said, you need to go home. Go home. Don't don't stay here. Go home. And he goes, why do you keep telling me that? I said, I'm telling you, you need to go home. I'm, I'm looking at you. I see the colors. The colors are not right on you. You've got to go home. And he kept saying, yeah, I'm going to go home. And I said, no. I said, it's now, mind you, I didn't know what I was saying. I'm 14 years old. And I said to him, I said, you saw danger. I saw danger. And I said, if somebody even come up to you and say you're a chicken, go. So sure enough, who shows up? 
but one of his friends on a bicycle, and they said, man, we're going to go rob this store. I said, are you serious? You're going to rob a store? I said, please, go home. He said, oh, man, I'm going to go home. We'll go home. He said, he said, what do you mean you're going to go home? We're going to go rob this store. We're going to get all this money. We're going to get all this stuff. And he said, no, man. He said, I'm tired. I'm going to go home. He said, fuck, fuck, you're a chicken. I you already said it, so don't let that go. Just go home. So I hope he heard that. No. He got on the bike. He went with them to rob the store. Everybody got off the store because cops came, and he was the only one left in the store. They Uh took him. They put him in the back of the police car. He went, and they said to him, We'll let you go if you tell us who else was in the car, in the store with you. So he went to everybody's house and had them all picked up. And mind you, they all got out of jail first. He was still in jail. Okay. Okay. They came to my house. They came with two big swords. They were planning on chopping him up and killing him. They want to kill him. And I, no, his voice. Yeah, because he said, he's a snitch. I turned around and I said, I told him to go home. You came, you took him to the store. And if he's a snitch, that's because you took him. I told him to go home. I told him to go home. And I don't know how I managed to do it, but I talked him out of killing him. He got out of jail. He got out of jail a month later. He came straight to my house. He said, if you don't have a letter for me, he said, I don't care how you do it, get it to me. Well, how come 25 years later I run into his nephew? And I'm like, hey, how you doing? He said, yeah. He said, you know my, you know my Uncle Cece. I said, Cliff is your uncle? Yeah. Tell your Uncle Cliff that somebody's trying to set him up. He's going to go back to jail. Oh, God. You see, I don't forget <laughs> what happened. Wow. How come? The nephew never went to tell him, and when he finally got to him, he came back and he said, do you know somebody set him up and he's just sitting in jail right now? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, listen, being a prophet is a 24-hour job. There's no rest to it. You may not want to prophesy. You may not want to see what you're seeing. But as God begins to increase and elevate you and strengthen your gifts, you begin to see more and you get to hear more and you get to smell more. As 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 I, I as each year goes by for me, I thank God that he teaches me more. Every place he has sent me has been a teacher, teachable spirit for me. Because I, I, he knows you need that um, in order for you to, when you really start working, you, you, you can work with it with confidence. There's confidence that got to come with all of this. Woo, yeah. I, I, everybody is, everybody is, I'll tell you. How prophecy set things in motion. Birthing spiritual products. Is a direct result of the word of the Lord in person, agent or force. God's auto-verbal acts and their processes are what the Creator calls what? The prophetic. 
autoverbal means in this case that which is set in motion by a spoken word to act by embedded sign and power. When God, who is internal and thus outside of time, speaks to the world locked in time, that is by definition is prophecy. Amen. Mm. A lot of people cannot dictate time. Um, you can give a time and it can happen, or you can give a time and it may not happen right away. Uh, the unfortunate part about that is somebody can delay their prophecy by trying to lock you in to what you said. Everything moves in God's timing and not ours, but if God has given us time to you. Yeah, go ahead, Susan. I heard that. I, yeah. I, I, amen, because we, we cannot get ahead of him and we can't lag behind him. We've got to be in his timing and, and get our timing out of our head. We've got right. to. It's dangerous. Right. If we're not ready for it and we we open the door, uh-oh. And right, and then people people automatically want to call you a false prophet because they didn't get the word they got because the person said, in yeah. three days, you're going to get a million dollars. Okay, well, first of all, you shouldn't have got a, a prophecy like that. And no. second, of all, <laughs> and second of all, why'd you listen to it? <laughs> so, yeah. Amen. God would not do something that's not unreasonable and not out of his word. It's got to be a part of his word. If that prophetic word isn't from his word, it's no good. It needs to be thrown out. It really does. It needs to line up. Everything we say and do needs to line up with the word of God. Amen. So knocking somebody into a time, three years, three months, six days, I mean, for some things, it does work. Like I said, I gave the prophecy about the woman. In three days, she's going to go home, and she did. She went home to be with the Lord. I didn't know that I was staying home with the Lord. I just thought I was just telling her she was going home. Amen. Sometimes you can give a word with timing because that's what God is going to set it out to be. And you wouldn't know because as you're saying it, you'll feel the automatic confirmation, or you will get another prophet who will come and confirm exactly what you said. That that when you know that it truly came to God, because if somebody you ain't seen or heard what you just said come in the door and get the same prophecy, you know that came from God. Or even if you came to back up what they said, amen, because God will always confirm his word. He won't yeah. just give it to you once. He won't just give it to you twice. He'll give it to you several times until you understand what it means. Amen? Damn. All right. Where am I? First Corinthians 14. We already did that, right? But, yeah. Uh, such speaking is what the Father calls prophetic because of the message originates outside the world's time zone from eternity from eternity, and finds its chronolo- chronologically in humanity. Its events, once they leave the Lord's mouth, are encoded in creation and calendars and reflect God's schedule 
myriad of earthly events. By this means, is prophecy set in motion in its appointed time and season. Review Solomon's words in Ecclesiastes 3, Susan. Ecclesiastes 3, what is it, 1 through 11? Yes. Okay. To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted, a time to kill, a time to heal, a time to break down, a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to get and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to cast away, a time to rend, and a time to sow, a time to keep silent, and a time to speak, a time to love, and a time to hate, a time of war, and a time of peace. What profit hath he that worketh in that wherein he laboreth? I have seen the travail which God hath given to sons of men to be exercised in it. He hath made everything beautiful in his time. Also he hath set the world in their heart, so that no man can find out the work that God maketh from the beginning to the end. Amen. 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 So here we are. We're talking about God's appointed time. There's an appointed time when that word is going to be necessary. It's going to be necessary for somebody's healing, for somebody's deliverance, for mending somebody's broken heart, to help somebody mend their broken mind. And yeah. sometimes even the broken body, you can you can prophesy yeah. a body back into healing. Amen. It, it's just a matter of the timing. It's just the right time to give the word. God, you, you, you're allowing me to give this word now. Sometimes you'll feel a strong push, and if that push is on you that heavy, you've got to give that word. If you feel lighting, you got to pray. Okay, God, give me the right timing to push this word out. Amen. Amen. Because it's not necessary that it's for now. Amen. Amen. We get all types of words. Amen. Um, whether he's given us a word in our vision, if he's given us a word that we hear, if somebody may be in a conversation and he'll spark something for something somebody says and give you a word. I always try to encourage prophets, even though I don't do it myself, is to, to make sure you have a notebook. Write down prophecies that you hear from God um, because it may not be for now. Maybe it will be for later. If you feel that it's for someone else, maybe you want to write it down first and, and check, keep checking in with God. Or If you know it's for somebody else, you might not even have to check. You'll just know. You'll just know, sis, I have to come talk to you. The Lord told me that you are in this type of trouble, you're going through this, he will give you the details. And and she'll know that it came from God because you won't know this, what she's going through or he's going through. Amen. That's also, the men, the men Write down your dreams also because sometimes he's speaking to you prophetically in your dreams and it's a prophecy. Yes. Yes. 
You taught me that a year ago. Write it down. Yes, the prophetic dreams are the most because they come with so many types of, I don't want to say hidden meaning, but that's basically what it is. Sometimes you see certain things, and and you and it, sometimes it needs to be interpreted. Uh, uh, the true dreamer prophet, everything is plain and simple to them. The oracle prophet, he gives the picture and the scripture. He gives both. So he, there's no mistaking what he saw in the dream because the word follows it. Uh, mm-hmm. I run into all types of prophets. I've had them all around. <laughs> prophets he gives, me, prophets. he gives me the dreams. He gives me interpretation. He has me speak out prophecy. It's, it's all of it. And yeah. I love that. I love it because he's talking to me while I'm sleeping, and I know it. I love that. Yeah. That's a hidden place. It's a secret place. Yes. You don't feel complete when you finish praying. It's like you need to pray, go even deeper. Yeah, okay. So what you gonna so you start praying and it's not just for the tsunami itself, but you wanna go into detail. You wanna get down to the meat of it. Start protecting the houses, put a shelter over them, put a shelter over the children, for those that protect them from being washed away, God. In the name of Jesus, God, shelter somebody in their car, God. Don't let it be drifted away. You want to make sure that you plant a serious shelter prayer when you see storms. Amen. Or because a storm may not always be, but you said you see this as if you saw the tsunami, it is the tsunami. So you know what to pray for for the tsunami because he makes it clear. Oh, yeah. He, he's, yeah. So you want to make sure you pray, God, it's a mudslide is coming. Father, make sure there's nobody in his pathway. Father, make sure that they get shelter, make, get covering, God, that even the mudslide comes, that they still get air, they get oxygen. Sometimes you got to go deeper. When I pray for people headaches, they're amazed because I don't just say, God, take away the headache. I pray and I say, God, open the restricted blood vessels. Yeah. Let the blood flow freely. Take the pain away, God. Right now, wherever muscle that is tightened, release it right now. Father, the sinus passages. Father, clear them out. Father, right now, there's a protection beginning. Father, I ask you to cure it right now in the name of Jesus. By the time I'm done, the panic is gone. Mm-hmm. Amen. Or not, or not even just that. Sometimes the headache will transfer from them to me, and I give oh, it yeah. God. <laughs> Come on, because we we should always be a transference vessel. We're we're always going to be as intercessors as well as prophets. We should be able to transfer somebody praying to ourselves and give it to God. We don't keep it on ourselves; we give it to Him. Amen. All right, we got ten more minutes. Amen. Any more questions? This is good. (laughs) Go ahead. You got time. You got time. We'll finish this and we'll answer questions. Um, Prophecy is set in time by the way of human medium who utters it. That the medium may be a prophet, a prophetic vessel, prayer warrior, intercessor, psalmist, or seer. Amen. 
<laughs> While angels sometimes do this, prophecy still has to be empowered on earth through the utterance of what? The human voice. By their utterances, prophets activate, activate their words and implantation in the life of the sphere of the life of the hearer. Amen. Glory be to God. Here's what God means by Isaiah 41 and 4. Can somebody get that? Regarding the generation. I wasn't hungry before this class, but I'm starving now. <laughs> Who has performed and done it, calling the generation from the beginning? I, the Lord, am the first, and with the last, I am he. Amen. Amen. There we go. Amen. Glory be to God. Uh, I think we got time. Do, oh, do, we, do you need a break, a five-minute break? Okay, go ahead. We're going to stop for a five-minute break, Susan. Do you want to play some music or something? I I don't have anything. I wish I had something to play. I don't. <laughs> oh. I'm oh, on my own. Okay. You're on your old computer. What happened to your new one? Uh, we had a, oh, yeah, that's a mess. They got, had a, the fans stopped working. We sent it back. They said, oh, no, you can't send it back, blah, blah, blah. So they're sending it back to us. We have to go pay to have it fixed. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's oh, so God, nice God. to have you here with us this week. Oh, I'm glad. I seen the post. I'm like, oh, well, I might be late, but I can get in on this. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's right. I know that's Um, do I have your new address, Susan? Huh? Do I have your new address? Uh, well, I can give you my, my P.O. box. You have a P.O. box? Yeah, all of our mail goes to, they don't deliver anything to our house, unfortunately. <laughs> it's that little. We're only 300 people. <laughs> do you know what, um, that's, that's like a Trina. Uh, I tried to mail something to a house, and, and eBay said, where is that? <laughs> I, said, I said, are you kidding? <laughs> We've never heard of that place before. <laughs> okay. Uh, could you inbox me your P.O. box? I sure can. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. It was like I said, Are you for real? Are you serious? <laughs> I'm glad we got a lot of this done. Are you sure you don't want to ask no more questions? At least one. I'll read that. 
Because you can see stuff on them and you can. happens with prophets because people don't understand us and they're, they're, they're looking at you like, are you a witch? But you know what? One thing about prophets is we could be in a crowd of people and still feel alone. You don't oh, never yeah. feel like you're in company with somebody. I have yeah. been with my husband and still felt alone. And I'm like, oh, my God, you don't understand me. Nobody does. I'm just a crazy person sitting here. <laughs> you know, it's just uh, to live a life of a prophet, especially one who can see stuff on you, who can tell you where you've been, where you're going, you know. And like I said, you really want to strengthen your gift, start doing ministry online. Because it really is serious. <laughs> I am serious. <laughs> oh, my God. Tracy Foreman, you know her? Oh, my God. How come every time I'm on her line, she, she, has, a, she has my number locked into her line. So anytime I show up, she goes, okay, Prophetess Olita is here. She's here to give a word. Y'all going to get it now. <laughs> and I'll be like, how did she know I was on? On the free conference call, I was like, I was like just trying to come in and listen, and then all of a sudden she was like, oh, she, she was like, you you know she's here, and I'm like, wow. I mean, that's how I got some of my ministers under me because I out of her line because. They would, I would give the word, and they'd be like, oh, my God, how did you know that? <laughs> like, like, I'm just telling you who you are and what you do. <laughs> but amen, glory be to God. I love to be on those lines, though, when I did go on there. But there were times when I needed a word myself, and I didn't want to prophesy to nobody. I wanted somebody to prophesy to me. <laughs> you know? Amen. Um, where am I at? Oh. I sanctify thee and ordain thee prophet unto the nation. Amen. That's Jeremiah 1 and 5. Amen. And we're at the 30 infrastructures. I'm going to try to get it through in the next five minutes so we can clean up. So start cleaning up so we can run as fast as we can. <laughs> I need to tell her I want to close at 830 so we won't rush. Oh, yeah, they will. They will. Um, actually, I want to make an announcement before we close. Um, we will not be open here next Tuesday because of the voting. 
So this, this room won't be open, um, and everybody, I'm, I believe, is going to be voting. So I'm going to be shut down, and then we'll reopen in two weeks from from next uh, a week from next Tuesday. So we will be here on the 15th. Okay, but not next Tuesday. I mean, if if everybody really wants to do this, the bank won't be open. I will do it in my home. I don't have a problem with that. Or you can join us online. I could do either one. But I really believe everybody's going to be out. I will close. But if you need to ask questions or anything between now and then, please feel free to email me, call me. I think I gave everybody my phone number. And um, email me, call me, uh, inbox me on Facebook. And that's it. <laughs> okay. All right. So let me run through this. The 30 infrastructures of prophetic ministries, and we always thought it was one or two. Here's the 30 infrastructures right here. It's going to be so nice for you to learn each and every last one of these. And you find out that there are more than one of these things. Amen. There are many kinds of prophets, but all do not operate in the same dimension. We all have different personalities, talents, and abilities that God has given us. All prophets do not have the same operation or emphasis of ministry. Amen. There are prophets yeah. who are teachers. Amen. There are prophets who primarily minister within the local body. Jeremiah, for example, was called the weeping prophet, while Ezra, Nathan, and Gad were writing prophets. Amen. The latter two um, wrote the Second Samuel and First and Second Chronicles. Some prophets are called the local residents, apostle over work, given it an apostolic oversight. Amen. Yet the other prophets have traveling ministries, and some are sent out to function not only as prophets but as apostles. Amen. Yep. Acts thirteen one through four, Jeremiah one through ten. In this verse. God gives the general function of the prophet. The different facets of the prophet ministry can be summed up in this six-fold description. I have given a brief description of what I believe the general application of each of these facets. The following frames describe the different functions of the prophets, which can be deduced from the composite of many different scriptures, far too numerous to list individually. Reveal the mind of Christ and give specific instructions concerning his personal will for the lives of the individual as well as the group. Unveil revelation and illumination and inspire application of the Logos. Amen. Get confirmation and witness in various ways through their ministry. Relate divine directions to the church and churches. Enlisted repentance, reformation, and restoration. Prophets are free when they have the ability to operate in their call. There are two types of call. You have an external call and an internal call. Your internal call is salvation, and your external call is what? Service. Amen. Glory be to God. You can operate in a gift or calling externally, but your external call cannot be perfected until you receive the internal call. Amen. That internal call is important. Amen. Because once you've gotten and received salvation and you truly are saved and set free, so you're free from whatever that has been binding you, that has been keeping you from your relationship with God, 
once you receive that relationship, amen, once you receive that freedom, now you can clearly hear from God. You can clearly see from him. You clearly know his presence. You clearly can hear his voice. You Once that inner, inner uh, call has been accepted, amen. Amen. Oh, oh my God. Okay. Well, we're going to have to shut this down. we got to run. <laughs> I will see everybody in two weeks. Amen on the 15th. Amen. And I do thank everybody for joining us. Can somebody quickly close this out of prayer? Susan! Heavenly <laughs> Father, <laughs> we thank you for this time, Lord, that we could come together in this forum, Father God. I ask you for your hand of protection to be upon all, Lord, that you will lead us and guide us in the next two weeks, Father God, so we can come together safely again, Lord. Thank you, Father. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Now go run.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.